Great. Starting a new era of the podcast, and we're officially 16 minutes late. Unofficially, 45 minutes late. <laughs> but it's yep. okay. We keep that one off the record. That's unofficial. Exactly. You got to have both. It's important to have distinction. What's good, y'all? What's popping out there? Hello, world. Um, Post-Turkey Day, which is Black Friday, actually. Happy Black Friday. Black. <laughs> yeah. Why is it called? Oh, I actually know why. We'll get into that after. But Oh, I'm actually interested. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know the fringe explanation. Maybe we can look it up if we have uh, the patience, but we'll mm-hmm. figure that out. What's up, y'all? It's Tyler on Demand here to say hi to you. So, hello. Feeling good on this Black Friday. We got SMS album dropping. That is out on all stores, all platforms. You can find it on my Instagram link in bio at TylerOnDemand13 or just search up SMS by ETA. Shout out to Alexander Henry and Emil, the producer. The album's out. Go find it. iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Tidal, SoundCloud, YouTube, all the good works. <clears throat> Phew. That was all in one breath, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fucking take a break. But we also got young Jimmy McMoney here with me on the yes, Zoom. Sir. Well, not with me on the Zoom pod. I'm there in person, in, in, in Seoul. I don't know, man. We're going to have to figure out how to get out of this Zoom pod era soon. <laughs> I just, oh, God, they need a vaccine. Where is it? Nature of the times, yeah. Where is it? Yeah, it's just not fun. But what's up, homie? How are you today? How you I'm feeling? I'm chilling. You're I'm in a nicer space tired. than you're normally in. Where, where is this new recording This space? is the living room. Oh, My okay. roommates are still gone, so. <laughs> oh, Yes. Got the whole place to myself. Yes. You look like you're an actual studio or like, uh, you know, an, an important interview calling. I this. feel free, man. I feel good. <laughs> like, no hate against my roommates. I love them. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. It's just nice having more space, you know. It's always to nice do having what? More space. What have you been doing with that? Extra to live. Space? Oh, okay. Just you just live explore it? it. Yeah. You just wa- I just walk around <laughs> in all the empty space now. In their, in their rooms? No. Oh, okay. Well, what's the new space then? It's the living room. That's it. It's just oh, okay. I get to have more freedom in it. Got it. So you go to every nook, like you yeah, tuck right I'll in. I'll just stand in the corner, just be like, huh. Never I do what? <laughs> yuck. That's fun. And then just yuck. admire it. Oh, yeah, God. yuck. Because I don't imagine you just standing there. I imagine you doing nastier things and all that. That's because you have a nasty mind, Tyler. That's true. And I have nasty friends, you among them. So. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, probably the least nasty. So that's good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Damn. I mean, it's not like, it's not <laughs> like a, you know, you're not blowing anybody out of the Well, you are blowing them out of the water, weird I list. guess. Yeah, all I'm saying is it's not like a, you know, it's not like you won the NBA. It's more like you won Little League, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the competition is pretty bad. Is all I'm What's trying to say. What's that say about your friends, man? Who are you hanging around? That they are nasty. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm probably near the nastier side of the list of my friends, but it doesn't matter. Point is, <laughs> the point is, and I'm about to transition to you. Only hear two of us. We don't have Emilio today, and the show has to address this, James. It's mm-hmm. come to this. Yep. Uh, Emilio was sick of James being late and said, you know what? I'm just going to fucking ditch it all together. <laughs> what is that Yeah, face? yeah, whatever. <laughs> Yo, no. your lips are bigger Be than real. Thought, bro. <laughs> Be real. Be honest. No, fine, 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 fine. No, no, no. But for real, James is right. So Emilio is no longer going to be joining us on the show, unfortunately. And it was a very amicable split. You know, he's a very dedicated guy, as you always could hear from him when talking about his film on the podcast. And especially with Max and Laura Life finishing and the responsibilities of also just life stacking up. We just came to the conclusion that he couldn't commit the time that we needed for the podcast, especially the direction that we wanted to grow. So we all kind of came to the decision together that it would be best if it was just James and I that ran it. And then Emilio, you know, you might see him on here every once in a while. Who knows? Maybe we're back in person. You might see him on like operating cam or something, but it's going to be just James and I today. Not today. Forever. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> for as long as this lasts. Eternally. Yeah, so you better get used to that. And it was very, like I said before, amicable. Like, obviously, we still love Emilio. Still Emilio homies. Loves That's us. our bro. Bro, I'm, I'm going to see him when he comes back into town yeah. in the next few days, you know? So it's totally, there's no um, worries of, like, ill will or anything like that. It was honestly very mature. Like, I think it was a very mature way to handle it when Emilio called me. And, of course, I was a salty boy at first, but... That was just me being salty. And then, you know, James and I spoke and then we all spoke together and just realized that was the best move for not only each one of us, but for the show as well. Right. Like we want James and I are committed. Yo, we want to bring this to higher levels and like as far as we can take this. And we both realized that that is going to take a lot of work and a lot of dedication and it needing to be pretty high on the priority list. And just Amila couldn't make it that. And he was honest with us. And I'm glad he was. And obviously very glad for uh, his tenure let's say on the show and just we've got through 46 episodes and all of the I mean we couldn't have gotten here without him you know we were a unit we were three people that were working together to make a great show and he was an integral part of that as either one of us so Emilio thank you dog James is there anything that I missed or you want to clarify or say about the situation it sums it up it's just two past I've written in different ways but we're still there with him he's still there with us yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sounds like he passed away. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> the in memoriam, <laughs> the title of this episode. Um, it was very natural. Like, um, just happens. It was. So, and it's funny because that's one of those things that, like, some of my um, the podcasts I like listening to. I think spe- oh, I mean that we don't need to get specifically, but just the ones that I've kind of like caught on to and then went go- went back to go listen to from the beginning. Um. Two of the ones I really listened to had different co-hosts in the beginning, or at least like one other person that wasn't there or one person that, you know, was part of the group and left or whatever. And I was just always like, wow, I wonder what that's like on a show, like for that to even happen, like to get a certain amount of time and then you have to find a new dynamic and whatever. It's like, well, here we are. But (laughs) it's like, it's just interesting to see how it actually does form. And I'm interested to see where this goes, James. I'm very glad that, excuse me, Jesus. (laughs) that you're that you're you're as dedicated you know to making it what it needs to be and that i'm as dedicated as making it what it needs to be and that i really do think this as you put it to me when i called you later that day uh when after emilio called me you said it doesn't need to be a negative split it can be positive for everybody in the sense of the show is keeping the people who have it as their top priority and like then there's no resentment or anything building and then also all three of us can still do what we care about and still care about each other Hmm. Yeah, you know, it's heartfelt. It's sweet. So that's all to say, yeah, Amelia won't be on the show, at least not regularly, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. As James said, he's here in spirit. <laughs> he is. Always. Right in here. Oh, in God. Okay. Uh, over that. Over that. So, yeah, it is Black Friday, post-Thanksgiving, uh, post-Turkey Day. Where do we want to start, man? There's a lot of places we could go today. We could go I want to go back SMS. to your Black Friday comment. I don't know what oh, Black Friday is. Oh, yeah. Okay. The origins so, are. I'm going to have to look it up now because I forgot. But essentially, it was, I mean, it was like using black as the term for like, you know, evil and dark, not as in like black skin, but more like black magic, you know what I'm saying? Which already there, you could argue, well, which one came first, huh? But, you know, that's <laughs> one of those things yeah. where, I mean, I mean, it's not true. Like when true. people say black it's referring true. to darkness, it's <laughs> not black. Anyway, hold on. What was it's I just still a color. Up? What was uh, I just to look up? You're going to look up the reason Black Friday is called oh, Black that's Friday. Right. That's right. Hold on. I gotta stand. I'm sitting on the couch today. Black nice shirt. Nice, yeah. Shout out to the bralettes. SMS doesn't have, or ETA doesn't have our own merch, so I figured I might as well wear somebody else's. So, shout out to the bralettes. Okay, hold on. I just, oh, dude, come on. I'm gonna do a lot of cutting this episode already. <laughs> this early. Okay, fill it, James, fill in the time as I so, fucking talk, or as I look for if it. It's, uh, if it's coming from what you said, like, 
it's a reference to black magic and evil. Then were they saying that Black Friday is evil because of all the consumerism involved? And how oh no no <laughs> no! I meant that as um, I was saying that as in it wasn't because you know there's I don't know if you know but there is the sentiment of like well why is it called Black Friday huh like why is it called like Black Black whatever and it's also like well first of all there's a positive connotation to Black Friday it's deals and consumerism but I was just I was saying it in the sense of it wasn't referring to black people but it was used in the same way like black oh, magic is you I know see. what I'm saying you I know see what I'm saying? I see because it was commemorating some like bad day Jesus Christ and like I wish this was already set up <laughs> I got upset at James beforehand and here I am have nothing set up but um it was coming off like a bad day commemorating that's why it was called Black Friday oh dude honestly you know what it was that from what I saw was because it was the day uh, that people were coming to shop after Thanksgiving, you know, it's just one of those consumerism return and buy stuff days that it just came from the like the retail clerks, the, the natural store habit, people. like the like store people, people just well, they were the ones that would just say, Oh, it's Black Friday because it sucks for them because it's just people charging oh. into the store. Yeah, yeah, we got I there, see. we got there. Yeah, wow. So they're just like, Oh, it's Black Friday coming up. So they hate the day, day. they just yeah, like, of fucking course. hate it, and they're like, This Maybe is the worst not. day of the year, but all the consumers are like. It's the best day of the year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the duality. I love Black Friday. I yeah. It. It's probably, this year it's probably better because I don't think people are rushing into stores. It's mostly online. Yeah, I still. like this year's Black Friday. It's all online. Also, so then what the hell is Cyber Monday? It's just going to be the same thing, right? That's what I was wondering. I have no clue. <laughs> it's just deal, extended sales. I think yeah. it is because most things I've been seeing that send out the emails are like, this extends through Cyber Monday. So I mm. guess it's all connected, which I guess is good. Are you Black Friday shopping? I did a little bit about a couple games. What's that? Oh, what games? What uh, game? Super Mario Party for the Switch. Oh, Mario um, Party is always dope, dude. It's a classic. I've had those since fucking Nintendo 64. Mario Party oh, 2. Oh, yeah, man. That was the shit, Mario Party 2. Oh, 2. <laughs> dude, yeah, no, I'm talking like <laughs> the beginning. Mario Party 1 looks trash nowadays if you look at it. But Mario Party 2, you can literally go back and play now, and it still feels like you're playing Mario Party 5, well, 6, 7. Well, because the games are, are all different, so it's all the same. Which is a so dope. with different mechanics. It's just a different how, type of game. Yeah. How have they not repeated mini games yet? I mean, obviously there are similar like concepts, but I don't feel like I've played the same mini game in any Mario Party. And I no, played, never. I think two, four, maybe five and like seven or something. Maybe mm -hmm. eight, either seven or eight. Back in the GameCube days, oh god, yes, Mario Party four, oh yeah. <laughs> I think the GameCubes were my favorite. Yeah, they're the best because they it wasn't the like ones. they weren't trying too hard, but the graphics were good enough that it's like you you loved. I mean, it looked amazing. It looked beautiful yeah. for that era and even still now. And it wasn't like overly, you know, uh, what's there the weren't word? like crazy new mechanics that they had in yeah. involved when they did like with the Wii. They had to use motion control ones that were sometimes glitchy and it was a little fucked up when you yeah. lost those. That's but, the problem with those innovative technologies is you lose some of that, like, beauty of the simpler shit. But it's like the simpler shit wasn't even bad. It was just simpler. The GameCube yep. controller, classic. Just simple. Mechanics felt good. Whether you're playing Legend of Zelda or fucking, I'm trying to think of another one. Uh, is that the only game you know on the GameCube? <laughs> no, I'm just trying to think of something that's drastically different from it. Uh, Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year-Old Door. That's not drastically okay. different. It's wow. actually pretty similar mechanics. But the point is... Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's, again, similar. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a 2D scroller game just because the first one I thought of was, like, open world 3D, but I can't think of Paper one Paper Mario, top. not that? I thought Paper Mario was 2D. Not, not Thousand-Year-Old Door. That, Why the that, hell is it called Paper Mario if it's cause not he's still like, cause he's Because it's, like, it's 2D, but in a 3D way, which... <laughs> 
which makes no sense. But actually, you know what? Have you ever played um, Super Paper Mario, the one for the Wii? I have not. Ah, oh, bro. So that one's good because you actually have. Okay, so that one's kind of weird because you have like helpers that are little mini fairies, and they do like certain powers on the screen. And oh, one of, of them, and one of them is a way to like it forms a box around you, and then it flips you to another dimension. So you're not in two D anymore. Now you're in three D. So you traverse the game in both two D and three D. And <laughs> the thousand year old doll looks more like the three D one. So it's not exactly two D. It's just it is paper though. The characters are paper, so it's like if it turns sideways, it's a quick. It's not. It doesn't have a side. It's like you're looking at Mario straight on like this. But so when he's walking straight, he's walking this way, but like yeah. facing me, right? Yes. So, so when you turn around, it's like he disappears for a second, like a piece of paper. <laughs> anyway, this is. I mean, this is just crazy. The explanation. <laughs> we don't need to keep talking. Two D in a three D world. I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's how I feel. I feel two D <laughs> in a three D world. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, so that's Black Friday. Uh, how was your Thanksgiving? Very nice, very nice. Um, cooked a uh, big old ham, some mashed potatoes, um, some corn, uh, sweet potato casserole, some apple pie, mm. and rolls on the side. And that was the first time I had cooked uh, a meal with my, my partner. Oh! My, oh well, not partner. the first time we cooked a meal, but oh, a Thanksgiving sure. meal. Yeah. Right, right. So that, nice. uh, what, um, the ham was the main? Like, that was your oh, meal? Yeah. There was no turkey, no chicken? No, that was your main? never turkey. <laughs> never. Why I'm a never? never turkey guy. It's too dry. It's way too dry. <laughs> You're like the never Trumpers, the never Turkers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, it's too dry. It's like the dark meat tastes like, you know, tires. The white tires. Meat, <laughs> the white meat tastes like worse chicken. So it's like, why am I really eating this? It's Dude, I don't even think that. Because at first I thought it's because the only birds they had back then were turkey, right? It's just the beginning of showing up to America. So you don't have chicken. You can't fly in the good shit. You just have shitty turkey. And fowl is what they were called. F-O-W-L. I was actually looking this shit up earlier. And it, it was like there was accounts of uh, some of the pilgrims sent on fowling missions by the <laughs> leader or whatever for the actual day of Thanksgiving. Which, you know what? We're going to get into in a sec because, I mean, we'll get there in a sec. But point is... There's not even an accurate account that there was even turkey there. Like, that's not confirmed that it was on the menu. But somehow it's just synonymous with it now, which I don't get because it's a far superior bird. We have so many options. We have so that's, many options, Jamie. That's horrible. Why did we develop that's that way? That's horrible. <laughs> that's the worst way to find out that turkey is the main course. If there was a genuine reason, like if turkey was celebrated because maybe a turkey mag like just a turkey saved, god saved Thanksgiving somehow. <laughs> Then, yeah, I'd be like, cool, okay, I get why you're eating a turkey. Yo, wait, actually, real talk on the turkey. What the fuck? Did you see when Trump was pardoning the turkey? Yes. The white thing named corn or whatever? That shit, <laughs> first of all, that shit looked disgusting. That shit looked like uncooked chicken. Like, that was nasty. It looked like a naked mole rat. It was fucking gross. But <laughs> what is that? Ugly. What is that celebration? It's a, it's a weird celebration. But what's it for? Like, I couldn't stomach listening to him talk about it all. Like, I just watched the first minute and then skipped to the end. So I don't actually know what it's about. I, Do you have I any idea? I see the video. No, I mean, just from elementary school, I'm guessing it was talking about how... Oh, oh. did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, you're Could right. Could you hear that? Oh, that was, <laughs> sorry, she sneezed. Um, it was a loud ass. Just thing. going based off of elementary school, I'm guessing it's discussing the ways that pilgrims and... Uh, Indians were able to mend their Indians. Oh, sorry, Look at Native James. Americans. Look at James. So fucking. <laughs> Hold on, let me close the door too. Oh, uh, James is filling his uh, PC agenda. They're about to drop you, James. Careful. 
Anyways, Careful. that's how they taught it in elementary school. So no, of course, of course, that's true. <laughs> they were wrong, Pilgrims, not us. They were wrong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pilgrims and Native Americans um, mending their differences and bonding over the magical. Meat but that what is does pardoning the turkey do? Like, what, I don't know we, what that what, is. Yeah, what crime are we pardoning <laughs> it of? <laughs> what the fuck did the turkey do? Oh, they get the to survive. The, I think I think it's they get to survive the slaughter that happens every year <laughs> of their kind. <laughs> You're the chosen one. They're the chosen ones. Yeah, they put them in a freaking hotel or something while they were waiting to be pardoned. That's there was a picture ridiculous. of just a turkey in a hotel room. And they just breed that turkey for, I guess, specifically that occasion. Like, at what time of the year are you like, okay, this is the turkey that's going to be the one we choose to pardon? Or is that from the beginning? Like, is that like some genetic lottery you just need to hit as a turkey? Or are we like <laughs> breeding them, bro? Turkey breeding sounds like a dangerous business. Sounds gross. <coughs> Maybe oh that's God. how we got so many around here, dude. I was fucking, I think I told you the other day, but I was literally just walking down a side street off of uh, Commonwealth Avenue. So, like, for people who don't live in Boston, it's not. A like quiet place like this is not the suburbs it's not the woods whatever and side street right off the main road and there's just three fucking turkeys walking across the sidewalk and like <laughs> on someone's lawn and like, like nothing's happening like they're casually people. yeah like they're Seriously. part of the, the community <laughs> they didn't even look at me <laughs> they're just like get out of here so maybe they weren't part of the community they're like oh, yeah, they're like, hey, that yeah. <laughs> they tried not to make eye contact <laughs> yeah i didn't have the do-rag on so it's like they weren't like call the cops <laughs> Yeah, that happens often in Boston. It's kind of oh, weird. Oh, they call like, the cops? Oh, well. On that and turkeys walking around randomly. Because um, when I was living on Hillside it, in, in that area, I walked outside of my apartment one time to go to Stop and Shop. Yeah. And I head down the stairs, and when I get to the bottom, my neighbor is just standing outside, and he's looking at this turkey chilling in the middle of the street. It's ridiculous. And I look, and I'm, I, I have no idea what to say, but I turn to him, and he looks at me, and he goes, Turkey! And that's it. <laughs> In one word, summed, gobble, up, gobble. summed up everything that I needed to know. And I was like, all right, yeah, turkey. And I kept walking. That's the other crazy part about whenever I've seen these turkeys. Because I've seen these multiple times, by the way, around in the same area. But I, there's never been anybody else around for me to, like, make eye contact with. To be like, mm. does anybody else say this? Like, am to I just share in the ludicrous nature it's, of the event. It's like, did everybody turn to a turkey but me? You know, there's there's always a moment where I'm just like, did I enter turkey world by accident? And I just somehow survived? Because then I'm the weirdo. And mm-hmm. I'm the weird anomaly. Like, ew, get that non-bird mammalian out Look, the fucking... That guy's still a human? He hasn't transformed yet? Blech. He doesn't have, you know, uh, wrinkly testicles hanging from his neck? <laughs> get him out of here. <laughs> a goblet? A giblet? What is that thing called? I have no idea. I hope it's not a goblet because you drink out of those. <laughs> glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Come here, turkey. <laughs> that sounded turkey. <laughs> that was actually pretty good, yeah. Dude, these things look diseased when they get close to you. First of all, they look like they haven't slept in 100 years. They look like they've been out in the sun for 200 years. And then they're just plump, like they've been eating for three. It's like, come on, you have to be able to work it off somehow. Birds have weird bodies now that I think about it. Uh huh. Real weird plump shit. Yeah, and we looked at that and we were like, I'm going to eat that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna eat that it's shit. not the only plump thing we say, yo, I'm going to eat that shit. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to keep it PG, man. PG since 13, when? <laughs> since when? Now that Emilio's gone and Grandpa Guido, Papa Guides. Oh, now yeah, he's not here nuts. to shame us. Yeah, our dad isn't here anymore. Now we can have real fun. <laughs> to shame us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's true. His disapproving look did always make me feel like, oh, we can't get too raunchy, huh? <laughs> that was all we needed to stop. It's all right. Like I said, it's a new chapter. It's a new chapter. 
Yeah, fuck turkeys, dude. I don't really like. I don't. We can't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's the name of this episode. Fuck turkeys. Yeah, fuck turkeys. They're just stupid and they're just useless. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. Okay, I have to pee really quick, but we're not taking a break. I just need to pee, and then we're gonna come back and explain Thanksgiving. Explain Thanksgiving, Jesus. Yep. Quick side note for everybody who's listening. Um, I know things are tough in the world uh, for a lot of people. Feels like, even though we've been in it for almost a year now, it doesn't seem to get a little easier. Um, but you're not going through it alone. Everyone's going through it, I think, and. You just got to keep strong and be there for the people that you can't be there for. We'll see if Tyler keeps that. All right, so Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, Jesus. I cannot speak. You're going to have some sound bites of me just chewing pecans. Yeah, to chew them away no. from the mic. <laughs> <laughs> Distance yourself as you listen. Okay, so obviously with Thanksgiving, obviously there's the also controversy part that usually comes up around it that talks about the natives, that talks about how the the history and story of thanksgiving is really like overtelling or over um writing the um like violent histories that have happened between natives and pilgrims and then like the history of all that i'm not here to deny any of that in fact i'm here to say yes in fact that all that shit did happen and it should be further spoken about and it should be further highlighted just want to make that clear the other thing i want to make clear and this is why it's important to take in opinions from other sides that you don't agree with or that you don't normally encounter because i'll shout out steven crowder and that might get some people uh upset if they know who he is that live in this area because he's one of those conservatives that people don't like to uh listen to and like to throw things at have you ever heard of change my mind on youtube you seen that guy or the meme all right i think i've seen the meme <clears throat> is that the one I'm where sure he's just have. sitting at the desk and he's like change my mind something something <laughs> change my mind yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, i actually yeah, I really like that segment i think it's really fucking good but um the point is so i first like was hearing about this from him and then i further went on to look into it but the actual day of thanksgiving is a real day right like that's not fake it was in 1621 and it's documented by um edward what the fuck i actually have it here the chronicler who was one of the pilgrims on the original mayflower edward winslow and like also governor william bradford who was also like their leader they talk there's a lot of things chronicled about this day actually happening right so i guess my overall thesis if this is a paper before like i actually talk about what i was reading here is that the actual day of thanksgiving is real like it really was a celebration between pilgrims and um the wampanoag tribe specifically if we're talking about specific native american tribes and like i don't think that should be erased from history like that was a real thing that people from vastly different places actually did come together on something like joyous and like you know all this bullshit that it is part of and so my issue is people that conflate that day with what came after it with what came like after it which, like I said, was a bunch of nasty things that honestly probably didn't involve the original people at the original Thanksgiving. Because, like, if you go throughout, like, a lot of the dark uh, Native American history, a lot of it is from when I was, I mean, I say a lot of it. I'm not an expert. But a lot of it I know was, like, 1650 onwards, right? And so you have to think the original Thanksgiving happened in about 1621 from the original settlers off the Mayflower. Half of those people died through the winter when they arrived. They arrived in the like Plymouth area. It was a harsh, nasty winter, and uh, like they could, they barely came off the boats because it's like you couldn't, you die of exposure, right? Or you, you, there's no such thing as houses and central heating back then, right? So you just stay in the boat, and half of them died from scurvy, exposure, like gangrene, all this nasty shit. Spring comes, the rest of them come out onto the land, and they're greeted by a, like a native tribe that is speaking in English, 
that actually spoke English to them, right? And it was like greeting them. Hey, what's good? And apparently it's because you heard a squanto. Does that name ring a bell from all the stories of like, you may have been told of like Thanksgiving and original Native a Americans? A very, very faint bell. Same, right? Same. So mm. apparently this guy squanto was a Native American who was like, um, I think it, not, he was sold, like captured and sold by British people, like as a slave by British people in London, right? Before he eventually was able to make his way back. And he had picked up, um, methods of like cultivating corn and like all these different types of agricultural means that the British or like the English, I guess, as we know them at this time, you know, the Londoners, uh, knew and like also was starting to like teach English and, you know, helping the tribe there, right. With actually bringing back these practices. So that's how they kind of already knew English. Right. Cool. And, and so this original date is, hold on, I have the name right here is, um, recorded as between like, I mentioned the guy governed, mm -hmm. Governor William Bradford and uh, Chronicle Ed Chronicler Edward Winslow. And they were greeted by that day that I said when they came off of their boat in the spring by one of the tribes of uh, the Wampanoag. And I'm just trying to find his name right now because it's very key to the name of the state that we live in. Mayflower left time. Hold on. It's right here. Sorry, I'm finding it. All right, Command F. Come on. Okay, hold up. I'm just going to read this part of the... Um, this is from that guy I mentioned, Edward Winslow, the guy who chronicled it. And this is like one of the famous excerpts of this time that they have. It says, our, har our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling. That's so we might after a special manner rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labor. They four in one day killed as much fowl as with a little help beside, served the company almost a week, at which time amongst other recreation, we exercised our arms, many of the Indians coming amongst us, and amongst the rest their greatest king, Massasoit, with some 90 men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted, and they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation and bestowed on our governor." and upon the captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God, we are so far from want that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. Now that's very mm. long and long-winded, right? They didn't really use periods, a lot of commas there. Basically, <laughs> a lot of commas. But basically this guy's saying that they were sent out to go capture the, you know, the birds, the fowling mission. And then they came back and were practicing, you know, their arms, whatever, like, I guess, like guns. I guess that's yes. just what you did. You had gun exercises and you that was the them, fun thing. Popping and, them off. Yeah, exactly. And they're saying the natives were there. They were with them, like mingling and chilling. And then their king, Massasoit, the, or, does that sound familiar? As huh. Massachusetts. Sounds that... like Massachusetts. <laughs> and where's Plymouth? In Massachusetts, right? Whoa. So it sounds like, okay, look, there's some historical, like, uh, what's it called? Reverberations here that we're talking about. It's being corroborated. And that's to say, so it's like this guy was here with his 90 people, and they came, and they partied, and they feasted for three days, right? So this is all to say, once again, the original day of Thanksgiving and the original message that's, uh, like, promoted behind it is real. It's based off, like, an actual historical event. And then also... The violence and all that shit that has happened to Native Americans throughout the history of this country is also real. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to make the distinguishment and to, like, highlight that this is actually a real thing because it shows that that wasn't the only thing that was happening throughout the history and that there actually was genuine efforts to be together. And not only efforts, successful, like, coming together and celebrating. So it shows it's possible. Even so there's positive the context to the, the holiday. It, and, not so. only, and not only that, it shows it's possible that, like— People were able to come together in these times. It wasn't all this disgusting history. Like, people were able to not know anything about each other, and through the grace of just wanting to be kind and take care of each other, they actually did. So I just think it's like, it's not, 
I think Thanksgiving is one of those things where it's cool to like discredit and it's cool to be part of like, and then it's also conflated with Columbus and shit, which is not even the same people that were Thanksgiving is talking about. Those mm-hmm. aren't the pilgrims from the Mayflower. Columbus is yeah. totally different, right? So it's just like, I don't like that conflation, but it's all to say that's all you ever hear about in this time of year, which again, it's not wrong to highlight the history of uh, oppression that's happened to Native Americans in this country. I think it's wrong to say that Thanksgiving is inherently this evil, disgusting, racist, colonizer thing when it's actually based on an event that's not that. So saying that and saying all these things about it isn't wrong, but then not talking about the other shit in a different context, I think, mm-hmm. is also wrong to not yeah. talk about it. Well, if, Yeah, and I feel like for the most part— like, I don't celebrate Thanksgiving because of the pilgrims. I celebrate it because my family has always gotten together on that day and gotten eaten food. You know, it's always yeah. been about my, my family connecting again. Right. Um, so I, I do wonder, like, how many people actually celebrate it based off of the the original context of what the the holiday meant. Um, yeah. And I think those people who usually bring it up are challenging the way it's educated in school. Yes. Um, because it, that's when it kind of got conflated with Columbus and everything. I think yes. that's, oh, that's, that's how it all got mixed up because that, that's that all, true. all that education happened at the same time. Um, they fucked it up again. They were wrong, not <laughs> yeah. us. Okay. Yeah. It's always them. It's always their fault. <laughs> Dude, it's true. And it's like like you said, though, but you just said it. The reason why you celebrate it isn't because of the pilgrims or whatever. You celebrate it because it's when your family and people you love getting together and like being able to celebrate coming together. And that's exactly what the original event is based off of, right? And normally I'm not a holidays guy, period, like the concept, but we don't need to go down that route. Nobody ever agrees with me on that, but it's okay. <laughs> it's, it's all right. But the point is to say, we can't, I don't think we should totally discredit and demolish something that actually is an allotted time to celebrate. And I, I also think it's one of those things where it's like, hate America, bash on America, and people just like to jump on that bandwagon and Thanksgiving's one of them, but they don't actually know this information. Like I said, I didn't know this information really till honestly pretty recently. And then I had to go and actually look it up and do some research. And I just think people just jump on it because it's like, yeah, I have to. And I don't actually know what's going on because I chose not to think or do the work for myself. So I can't speak out against anybody because then I'll be like ostracized from the tribe. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I don't, I don't fuck with that tribe that decides to mm-hmm. sit in misinformation. Mm-hmm. And that's is this, again, is it, were you on Twitter last night? Is that where this is coming from? <laughs> oh god, I'm sure I was, but I, I mean, no, it was mostly Instagram <laughs> that I saw the. Uh, well, it's and that's it's funny that you bring that up though, because all the things that I was seeing was like Thanksgiving is a day of his like of massacre and disgusting or like racism and blah blah blah, and then the and like 1621 is the day of mourning, whatever, and then immediately the next set of information will be since 1650 or since 1670 blah blah it's like okay but that's 50 and 70 years from the date that we were just talking about so Mm -hmm. it's like and that's what i'm saying like like putting that whole time frame and marking it to the actual day that's real i don't think is right those two things should be separated Mm -hmm. right because then it should be like okay oh what actually went wrong because guess what the first and that would instill hope in me if i learned that the first time people met each other for the first time they actually wanted to like learn and were interested and cared about each other rather than thinking if i meet a stranger they're gonna kill me right because that's and then that bleeds into just that type of teaching bleeds into your consciousness on a daily basis right so it's like these small and it's not small but these uh, these individual things we can do to kind of unravel that collective fear yeah but that i think that stems from us trying to put all this uh, all this information about the the colonial era into Thanksgiving, and that's why, like yeah. at least the videos I've seen of like Native Native Americans being um, talking about the the past of Thanksgiving, um, 
have been just talking about the the violence that came after because it hasn't been talked about enough in Excuse me. previous discussions about Thanksgiving. Yes, and I agree with that. And that's why the actual Native American voices need to be highlighted. Everything yeah. I see is yeah. through the white interpreter, through, <laughs> yeah. our, through the white savior, dude. Yeah. Through these, honestly, it's white liberals. That's who it is. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like that's just those are the people who love to feel bad on your behalf or love to tell you what you should be feeling bad about. And it's like you don't know shit. Like if I don't think this is true. And it affects, and this is not me specifically I'm talking about, but it's like you don't, you know, you're speaking from a position that you don't actually experience these things in life. Mm -hmm. I I don't understand how you can be so authoritative and so, and it's because it's so like, I think there's a few things, honestly, we could deep dive into this and some are conscious and some are not conscious. But I think there's one, the open wanting to combat against the opposition, which if we talk about contemporary context, it's like Trump supporters or white conservatives, right? Or the system, white male patriarchy, which again, I'm not saying none of these things exist, but these are like the, I think, targeted things that they are then using pawns in the game against that, which is a blacks, you know, a Mexicans, like Chinese, Muslims, anybody, you know, all of these things that you've heard about this outrage against, uh, I would say specifically against Trump over the past, like four, four or some years. Right. And again, again, I have to clarify, that's not saying he didn't do bad things. I'm talking about the overreaction over misinformation that I'm discussing. Not I, just- I, the way I see, cause I understand what you're talking about. Yeah. I, I think I relate it more towards like celebrities saying these kinds of things. Mm. Like um, people who have profited from the things that they're attacking are the ones that are trying to be the loudest against it. But they're yes. not actually doing any action behind it. Yes. That's but, the uh, thing. But we also have to think of profit not in terms of money because all these people that you no, see reposting yeah. it and doing it on like Twitter and Instagram, likes and retweets and views is profit. Like people do that because yeah. they want to feel like they're accepted and want to feel like they everybody sees I agree, right? Everybody sees I'm a good person, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, that's what they care about more than the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Where I guess I just don't, right? And, you know, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but I don't. And and what's the other option, right? Like they start not supporting that and they support the other side so they get profit from that side instead. They have to choose one or the other, I think. Right, and it's like, just choose the truth. And then you don't have, <laughs> and then there's no profit motive. And then there's no, like, I don't have to question you. I just don't, I don't have to do any of that. And there is another, like, day where it actually became officially the American holiday. And that was by Abraham Lincoln in 1863 during the Civil War, like the height of the Civil War. And it was mm. supposed to be built mm. off of the same ideals that the original Thanksgiving was. It was a moment to be like, oh, maybe this is something I can bring America together on, like, instead of us fighting and killing each other. Here, I'm going to make this a national holiday of thanks and gratefulness and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I don't know if that what, is what While these people what are helped. killing each other. Everybody. Right. He's like, well, yo, 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 let's, uh, yo, let's start let's... being thankful for some <laughs> things around here. <laughs> well, because before that, Thanksgiving was already kind of practiced in all the individual places, but it was all on different days. Nobody mm-hmm. did it at the same mm-hmm. time. So it's like, okay, we already have this idea of a holiday that's centered around gratitude and being one with each other and coming together. Maybe now if I make that a national holiday, I can instill that to everybody at the same time. You know what I'm saying? So then it starts to become this, oh, it's a collective. And that's what we have now, which is this probably what you've mentioned, um, the conflation of the education of like Columbus and Thanksgiving and all this shit to this time of year. Why is that? Is that because Columbus Day is around this time of year? Mm, I don't even know when it is, bro. But November has always been like pilgrims, Columbus. Right. But and but it's like why Columbus wasn't a pilgrim? That's like, like a whole hundred years all. you're trying to put into one <laughs> one day. Yeah, you're but right. you can't. I guess uh, it's, I guess it's kind of hard to teach kids that like there were a lot of good things and a lot of bad things that happened during that time. 
Yeah. How do I you... guess the problem is they try to sugarcoat it yeah. only. Yeah. You know, like they're not honest about it. Where it's also like, I think that's a fundamental, um, I guess, problem of our education system is this concentrating um, matters to like certain parts of the year. So that's like, not only do we only focus on it on certain parts of the year, think of like Black History Month, right? Or even shit like this. Excuse me. Every time we get there, every time of the year, everyone's forgotten what they learned about last year. So we have to just reteach the same things, which is just the basis of information. So it's like if it was part of actual history and part of actual general curriculum, we could build on that. We could you're familiar with the foundation and the basics so we could actually dive deeper. And I just think that's something they don't try to do. Like you said, they try to consolidate and push all that shit all into one. And I just I don't know, man. It's. I just don't like when. Like, I feel like agendas are being served and information is purposely, maybe not even purposely, but people don't do the research because they just accept what they're told instead of going to find out and then don't look for things outside of what they believe, whether that's a conscious decision or not. I'm sure a lot of us consciously go towards things that we agree with, right? Mm -hmm. It's an active fight to, like, think outside of your thoughts. If that even, you know, like, that's that concept just seems, seems abstract. But I really think that's something that people need to do. I, I think it would honestly help not only America, but the world. At large. You know what I'm saying, bro? You know what I'm I saying, bro? I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> That's, my That's what this show is, ain't it? What is Giving it? Perspectives. Tell them. Tell Giving, them. A, giving perspectives through discussion. Yeah, that's what we do. That's what we do. Oh, hold on. And today's, it's fuck turkey, but not fuck Thanksgiving. I agree. It's fuck turkey, but not Thanksgiving. I think that might be the new title, actually. Fuck turkey, but not Thanksgiving. <laughs> Shout out Emilio. Yeah. Shout him out. Yeah, that's the it. boy. That's the only one he gets. <laughs> <laughs> the boy. <laughs> Our guy. Okay. Um, another quick break because I just got a text that I need to answer. But then let's transition over to SMS. Guys, my album oh, came out. You got out. a text oh and now God. you want to transition to SMS. Whoa. Segways. Let's go. Natural segways. <laughs> I'm sure we'll insert one of the songs right here. So now go listen to the rest on Apple Music and Spotify. I actually uh, listened to the whole thing right before. Oh, you did? on this, yeah. Yeah? Okay, yeah. sick. James got questions, bro. Oh, what's going on? I don't know. I'm getting a call. Sorry, one sec. You got I don't know who this is.
All in my head, cause and effect One after other, it cause and effect Rock with my brothers, I'm reppin' the set Y'all will be better protecting your neck Pop on the beat with the heat, make it sweat I shoot my shot and it go through the net Switching the pot, I just caught me a batch Throwing the bait for the deadliest cat Yeah, taking the task Got him like sucker and suck attached And to be ducking my other wrath Y'all in the stupid, I thought in the past Grinding my dreams Coming in hot like the fire team I got the shine to be blinding Find me, I kick with a fine team Vazi, I need they be revving my mind green Why is you wasting my time, B? Thought that I left you behind me Wanna be my favorite timepiece Can't time these if you want peace You want war that won't cease All these angels with demon knees Fight me, grind me, grind me Like high key, fiery, high knee She might be, might be, feisty I like it, cry me, cry me Fight me, grind me, grind me Like high key Fiery, hiney, she might be, might be, might be feisty, I like it, cry me, cry me, yeah. Where them headies at? Alright. Alright, and we back in it. We back, 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 back. We back in it. So yeah, SMS album by ETA, me, Alexander Henry, Emil the producer is out now. You can check it on all of the DSPs, YouTube, SoundCloud included. I'll put a link at the end of this episode. James hey. did tell me he's what's up? What's up? What does SMS stand for? SMS stands for Simps Make Slaps. Oh, that is cool. the uh, yeah, and, <laughs> oh, man. and originally we wanted that to be the title and put it in all caps, but I mean, Distro Kid wouldn't let us. What the fuck, Distro Kid? Like, let's fix that. Apparently, we were supposed to be able to do all caps and all lowercase titles, but they stopped it. But yeah, okay, we might as well start there. It is called Sims Make Slaps, and um, that kind of vibe behind it is definitely we we were so me. Alex How did Tim, you get there, man? How did you get to? I know Sims? it's just crazy. It's crazy. I get the make slaps parts, but what about the Sims? Part? It's crazy, man. So me, Alex, and uh, Emil, we had spent basically a few months over the summer just hitting the studio hitting the studio hitting the studio and this album is kind of a culmination of that summer and there'd be a lot of times because we just treat it like hanging out and making music because that's what it was so that's what we like to do right and we're alex is kind of new to the fold emil and i had been working for the year so far up until that point so there was still an aspect of getting to know each other and trying to bond through making music so there were a lot of conversations just happened, a lot of stories shared, a lot of uh, a lot of girl troubles and uh girl adventures shared as well and we kind of came to the conclusion that we were all simps and that we were all, uh, all along that make of a simp, if you're familiar with the meme behind it. It got very popular right when we started making that name, so I don't really know <laughs> yeah. what that's all about. I don't, and Drake is still on our fire with Certified Lover Boy, so I don't, <laughs> maybe it's good we changed it to SMS. But we realized, like, yeah, okay, so some of the, and like our lyrics were kind of simpy sometimes, but like we said them cool. And like, and we kind of were able to get away with it. Yo, don't tilt your head like that. <laughs> <laughs> and we were able to. Yo, Alex says fiery hiney in Crimea. Uh, yeah. And, and I, he got away with that. Yeah, I pause every time I hear that. I'm like, I God. pause. What did this man just say? <laughs> and he got, we didn't even notice that till like, I don't even think till after the first mix. I didn't realize he said that. And then Emil sent it over. I'm just like, Alex, did you really just say fiery <laughs> hiney? How you get away with that shit? But yeah, so there were a lot of those type of bars, and we realized like, yo, this is kind of simpy, but it slaps. And then at some point, someone just said, yo, Sims make slaps, right? And then that became the title, and so that's 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 how we got there. Hmm. So I, I I guess we are 
I mean, it's both an acceptance and also a memification of simp, which is already kind of a meme. But a lot of it is analysis of like what a simp is. If that's a lot, uh, that's another deep dive, which maybe we can get to. But did you have another question? Yes, I do. Yeah, let's um, do it. So you mentioned that you kind of see this as a concept album, right? Yeah. Did that influence the development of like the track list and how you put them in? Yeah. So we didn't. I don't know at what point along the line we decided, yo, let's make an album or yo, we've got an album here. Because like I said, it was just a summer of us getting together and making a lot of music. So this 10 is not even all of the 10 that it's 10 track album that we made. Oh, uh, does that mean there's a deluxe album coming out? Wow. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Those will just be in the vault forever, I guess. But yeah, some of them definitely. Emil doesn't like his voice on mic usually. Oh, so he was on more. He was on more than he was before. Mm Mm-hmm. Shout out Punta Cana. If they listen to this, they know what song that is. That one I really wanted on the tape. And it it was spicy between me and Emil when he said we couldn't do it. I was like, you just got to leak it, man. You just got to. I might. Just got to. It's unmixed, but I might. (laughs) I might. Who cares? But yeah, so um, we didn't go into it thinking, okay, this is going to be the order. We need an intro. We need this, blah, blah, blah. We just made a bunch of songs. And after listening to some of them, we're like, yo, there's kind of a natural story here already. There's kind of already Hmm. a progression that we see from the uh, intro track I do to the outro track rafters and we're like okay and like those are the two we started with like I do felt like intro and then also rafters felt like a little outro backpack rap bop shit and we're like there's something here and then we kind of crafted the track list as we went and I think it went through three or four different iterations before we got to the final one but the story was thought of and like the compilation and arranging was thought of afterwards after we made all the music and again I think it just came from we were having all those conversations in the studio that often would translate right into whatever song we made that day. So wherever we were at that day, it's just what we put in the music. And then we realized, oh, shit, we're telling our story right now. And it's like it is a microcosm of the grander stories that we are telling and then also shit that's happened in our life. So it kind of fell into place naturally, which is cool. Dude, that's so dope that you could meet two people and just somehow create a story naturally. Naturally is the, the just interesting click. part. That shit's interesting. Like that, I don't, that doesn't happen. Sorry. And I don't know. I still don't know how. Like I don't know how the formula came together. That and it's not like. I mean, I don't think. I think we're all good at what we do, and we're great people. But I don't think we're that like extravagantly different. <laughs> that it's like only you know if I found it's just somehow it came together, and we were all just. I think open mindedness in creating, and then also speaking yeah, to each other that. helped. I think mm. that helps because then you realize that. I think we all already realize that to get the greatest ideas, you need to incorporate a lot of them, and you need to incorporate a lot of different stuff. And every song you hear, it's not like they all started that way, how it turned right. out. Some of them started in different arrangements. Some of them may have started with another verse on it or not even a hook on it or something. And then we put them together at later. And again, that just came from being willing to listening to the ideas and willing to listen to each other and realize that there was, it was, there was a point where I think we got over and it was said out loud at some point that, yo, no comment or criticism is made as a personal slight like it's just what we think would make the song better or it's it's only about the music there's nothing personal Mm -hmm. about it and once that was like kind of established and said out loud it was like okay this is dope so now it's like you can take the comment from someone without feeling like you're slighted it's just like okay let me actually take a step back and think hmm what are they coming with did they think of something that i didn't see did they think of something that i didn't realize and that happened a few times between all of us and like all of us making comments on each other and just making the best song and being able to come up with SMS, which is an album we're all very proud of and very happy with. It's some of the, it is the best music all of us think we've made so far. So it wow. definitely worked. Yeah, that's sick. It worked, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Go listen to it. You'll hear. <laughs> yeah. What's your favorite? You I actually, favorite? Uh, well, so I was about to say that I've, I like No More the most. Mm. 
Um, I nice thought it was emotional. Your intro specifically to your verse, mm. it was different. It was different mm. than, any, than anything you've ever done. It's like spoken, spoken word. word. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, shout out uh-huh. to Dorchester Art Project. I'm pretty sure that was shortly after, or not shortly after, but an amount of time after being there. And that night that I had performed there, there was a lot of spoken word people. And I got like super inspired mm. by just watching them. I was like, whoa, I've never actually experienced this live from like people who are actually good at it. And that's their main craft. And it just kind of inspired, well, Maybe I could try that on a track sometime. I think of yeah. like Wale in the beginning of Dice Pineapples, where it's just him like talking and yeah. giving off this like poetry. And I was just like, let me try that shit, dude. Let me try that shit. And for some reason, we were just in a melancholy, nostalgic mood. I think that was one of the night, the couple of nights that we actually went live on Instagram when we were just cooking up and we made like three or four songs that night. And no more just happened to be one of them. And I think actually, if you go to Emil's page, at Emil the producer, you'll see a video from his perspective where we're i think we're recording crimea but then they're also i think we're recording no more later in that clip as well so if you want to see it there's a pretty cool moment that we've spoken about a couple times that alex was just kind of strumming the main guitar loop and pattern that you hear in in no more and emil was sitting at the desk and just turned around to him and said yo you married to that and then alex was like yeah he said dope here and gives him the aux cord and just plugs it right in alex lays down that little guitar and then like some subtle drums start coming in and we're just like, boom, boom, like the kind of heartbeat type of drums you hear mm-hmm. from it. The keys and synths get played. And then I was just like, yo, mm-hmm. um, let me just like write oh, some shit. Let me write. Yeah. yeah I was like, let me write some shit. shit. <laughs> it feels cool with no drums. I was like, let me just write this little intro. And then, and shout out to Emil. He denies that he said this, but he didn't even think there was, should be a rap or should be like a portion for me when originally when we were making it. And I was like, yo, Tim, shut the fuck up, right? Like you, <laughs> you better put those drums down, dude. You better, and we were on live when he said this. I'm like, Tim, don't disrespect me when people are fucking listening. Are you uh, kidding? Are you trying to rap to this right now? Yeah, he's like, dude, I don't even know if there should be like a rap verse on this. And <clears throat> yeah, I got angry at that. <laughs> he also, by the way, suggested that to Redwine when we had oomph, shout out Michaela, and then whoopsie, Michael Cole's there. There was some point where we were making it and um because uh, originally we were trying to like have her come and like yo we can do something around you and maybe we'll feature or whatever and, and of course ended up being our song we took over oops <laughs> but yeah oops because <laughs> she's more of a singer songwriter type as well more like alex so Neil had thrown out there he's like oh there doesn't even need to be a rap verse on it or a rap part i'm just like tim yo again what the <laughs> fuck how are you gonna keep disrespecting me in front of people like i gotta be able to show my talent so eventually we got there which is good that was one yeah, of those so times th- where it was there was like, rap okay, on every song then right like Oh, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. I rap on every song, man. <laughs> yeah. Come on. He's James. telling a rapper not to rap on a track. For real. <laughs> How are you going to make drums in a loop and expect me not to uh, to rap? To expect me not to do something. <laughs> but that, but that's why it was cool, because that song did get me to challenge my, it's like the writing ability, because that was not rapping, really. That was, it did rhyme, but it wasn't exactly a flow the same way you do over, you know, a 4-4 beat and some drum loops. It was really feeling it. And I just like to rhyme in my words when I write them down uh, generally. So I, I, I kind of got on that. But it really felt like I was moving through it rather than writing it, you know, which a lot mm-hmm. of times is kind of how it feels. And it was cool. A little more fluid. Yeah. yeah. And just that's awesome. Like shapeless, you know, there was no rigidity to it or structure to it. It was just let it out. Yeah. A lot of those songs sound like when I listen to them, I'd be like, yeah, this would be dope in concert. This would be dope oh. live. Oh. Did you ever think of <laughs> oh, why you're geez. writing this? Because you said you wrote it during the summer, right? So, yeah. Did you was there part of you that was kind of hoping that pandemic would be done when this oh, drops, yeah. you could go just start doing concerts? Yeah, man. Of course, I was. 
I was definitely thinking about that because that was also something that Alex and I had spoken about more because he's done more shows than I have in the past. And he was just. Oh, Alex has? That's yeah. Cool. And, he, and he was just telling me about stories he's done about shows and like why he loves them and different settings he's been in. I was like, dude, that's so sick. Like we could so do that with this. And a lot of the times I'm sure that influenced both of us, whether subtly or actively. I can't think of a time that I actively said, yo, let's write this so that it can be performed. But right. for example, when we made Crimea, obviously, you know, this one's a banger. So it's like, yo. This one's got to be something you can bang out there in public. And, like, I need to lay bars that people can repeat that could even be, like, a call and response type of thing. Like, I start, I did start thinking about that. And I do remember – I can't remember who I he- originally heard say it. It may have been Reason, if you know Reason from TD. I oh, think yeah. He was, yeah, I think he was on the Joe Budden podcast, and he was saying that Kendrick told him one time about – um, writing your songs with the performance in mind, right? So basically like what you were saying. So sometimes there was times where he did that. And whether it's something like that or write a song with whatever, whatever in mind, like the setting in mind, because mm-hmm. I never really did that. I just did where does my mind take me and where do the lyrics take me? Not necessarily where I would play this. And it's like I could figure that out later. But with that in mind, I do think it started to make some more wholesome songs that fit a vibe and fit a mood more because yeah. you just have it in mind. Well, I think in some cases, those live concerts are where you develop like, diehard fans like if you create an environment and a sound that makes someone resonate with it emotionally during that time when they're watching you perform they'll be connected to you like forever Mm. forever that's why that's why this pandemic sucks because i really feel like we could have been out there with this album and that i was just you came to the one show at the art gallery i was really feeling like we were i was hitting the stride like oh Oh, this could be a thing i'm finding it i'm finding it it's like i just need to do more and i was ready and then, you know, COVID comes. And then well, the thing is, sudden, when it's done, there's going to be a lot of people that want to go out. Let's go. A lot more concerts probably happen. Simps make slaps. Simps make slaps. Dude, if we... Oh, man. I'm telling y'all. If we are able to get that in a venue, that shit's going to go up. I imagine Crimea fucking skip to my loo, dude. <laughs> I do. Cynthia. Ooh, everybody come to the dance floor. Oh, God. That would be so good. <laughs> James, James. That'd be so good. <laughs> I need to find real life Cynthia. I need to find real life Cynthia. Shout out to Esther who's playing her, but I need to find real life Cynthia. Yeah. Oh, shit. What else you got for me, Mr. Interviewer, man? Yeah. Um, if it's nothing, it's okay. Let's call Alex and see what he thinks about it. Let's call some people. Let's get His some reaction guests, to the drop. We'll just get a quick call. I'm supposed to see him after this, but we started late, lol. I told him, yo, maybe after like 4.30. I mean, it is after 4.30. <laughs> but yeah. Let's see. Hopefully he answers. Can you hear that? Yeah. Okay, sick. Hopefully he answers, you know, what's the fuck? He should be expecting me. What else could he be doing? He's probably going to answer mad as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where the fuck you at, bro? <laughs> He's probably doing whatever you do in all that open space in your living room. I'm just staring at corners. Uh-huh. That's it. Oh, dumb you think on. he's doing that? Yuck, I hope not. Come on, bro. How you not going to answer? <laughs> oh. Please leave your message. Oh, five, oh zero, boo. Eight, Okay, hold on. Let's try Shoot Tim. Shoot for Tim. Yeah. <laughs> He'll answer upset <laughs> just for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, the sun came yeah, up today. Yeah, yeah fuck. <laughs> Come on. We can't be 0 for 2 on t- calling guests. That's not a good look. Your call has been Yo. to an automated voice messaging system. These are my group mates, <laughs> and they're not answering my calls. That's bad, dude. Watch, I know they're going to call after we're done, but it's okay. Maybe some other time. Well, actually, there is going to be a... Oh, pff, he said, what's up? 
Hold on. Who said that, Tim? Yeah. He said, what's up? Hold on. He, I got some great text bubbles. Oh, he said he'll call back in 10 minutes-ish. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, call back. He'll call. So we got to keep this going for 10 more minutes. <laughs> or we, hard. we pause. Yeah. It's not too hard, lol. Yeah, dude, we're filming tomorrow, though, for SMS. Speaking of that, mm-hmm. that's all, we're on to the next The set. movie, the other aspect of it. Yeah, that's right, man. It's I just I keep forgetting that nobody knows about that. Like it's just us. But well, it's, I don't know I, if you've been wanting to tell people. That's why I didn't bring it up. No, it's fine. It's yeah, yeah. No, okay. we can tell people definitely. It's just it's so funny because we've been so focused on it that I'm just like, yeah, of course this is everything. You know, of course. <laughs> and I keep thinking, oh, when the album drops, the movie's gonna be done. And then I'm like, no, mm. no kid, oh no, probably kid. not. Shout out to Dreamer. I was telling him about it, and he's like, oh shit. So are they both coming out at the same time? Like that's dope. I was like, no. Nope. Ah! <laughs> No, <laughs> maybe wait like six more months or something <laughs> like that, and then it'll be done. Well, what, what were we gonna bring up well, about um, it? Nice. How did the it. story translate onto film for you? Like, did you <clears throat> were you going for like a direct translation from your album onto the film, or were yeah. you trying to interpret it in a different way? Like, what is the album supposed to be experienced differently through film than it is? Right. Audio, audio based i think it will because we inherit and i do think it is based off of the story of the album because one there was the natural story in it that we noticed we could make a movie off of but then also as you know the movie is going to have the music videos in it so it's going to be transitioning from narrative and dialogue scenes to music videos so there's definitely like a lot of the times we were thinking of the music video first and then building the scene around it right and so that there was extrapolation in terms of i mean obviously we got to fill up some narrative what the hell right <laughs> but we did take the characters, quote unquote, of the album, which are him and I, and then think, okay, what would a day in their life be throughout these songs? Because to me, the album, in terms of the film, takes over, takes the place over like maybe like two weeks, right? A week and a half, two weeks, something like that. So we had to figure out, okay, what's going on? The album's only 30 minutes, right? Album's only 27 <laughs> minutes. By the way, people, it's very digestible. 10 tracks, 27 minutes, very yep, listenable. Listen to check it, it right out. before I hopped on this call. You could do it. Mm-hmm. And has replay value. Find something new every time. But... So that's to say, I don't think there's too much extrapolation needed because it was like, this is actually based off actual story, not only again, the film, but, or sorry, the album, but our lives as well. So there's not too much cushion. There isn't too much like fluffing. Pretty much everything that's said has been said. I mean, from my side, I can say that (laughs) has, has been said in life. And, you know, whether that's the date with Cynthia and the dialogue that'll be there or whether it's me and Alex talking to each other in life or in the studio and these different scenes and the the characters took shape in a more i'm trying to think of what the word is cuz it's not cartoony and it's also not a caricature it's just I, I it's like it has to be embodied totally to the album like me in life does not i i don't totally embody who i am on the album every moment of life you know what i'm saying like the album is a snapshot of moods that i have been in or moods that i am in at certain times i'm not those things always all at once but the film the character is all those things all at once and we have to. We had to figure out where do we display those things in these scenes, and where can we def- uh, figure out at what points they need to highlight what. And sometimes that coincides with the songs and the themes of the album. Sometimes it's an Easter egg planted twenty minutes before the song that actually talks about it, right? Or mm-hmm. you know, or vice versa. So they kind of. I want to say they built off each other, but the album was done before the film. So the film right. definitely built off the album, and then we seasoned it up here and there. But it's gonna be mm-hmm. dope, man. I just it's just gonna suck to edit. It's just it it always sucks to edit. <laughs> I know, but it's so much. It's the last hill that you got to climb, but when it's done, man, it's true. I'm about it's so to quit the podcast. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, the day the day it comes out is gonna be amazing. I can't wait. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. gonna be. Are you gonna have a big dope. premiere? Oh, are you gonna? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, show it in a movie theater. I would love to. I would. I'll have to get some tips from our premiere man himself, Emilio, and like you know, get his connects on the theater. But that would be sick, and I would love that. And make it kind of again. Shout out to Dreamer. I was talking to him, and he said something like an album not released, obviously because it's already listening been out. Party, but, like a, yeah, exactly. Like listening like the party. Kanye then we can watch with the, uh, the life of Pablo. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> James is thinking, baby. <laughs> we got venue ideas. Venues just hit us. Don't these sound dope? Oh, uh, who, who's working on the uh, vaccine? Pfizer. Hurry it the Pfizer, fuck up. Pfizer, come on, man. Hurry the, the thing out. Fuck up. Give it to Them us free. Moderna. Yeah. Are we going to get sure. it free? Um, uh, I don't know. Don't Bro, if so. we don't get it free, that's fucked up. That's dumb as shit, right? It's so fucked <laughs> up. We deserve it after all this shit. It's so fucked up. Because even the test, and I think we spoke about this uh, maybe like last week or something, but... The tests around here, or at least around where I live, are $160. So if you went in and couldn't afford it that day, you just risk going home and infecting people because you couldn't afford it. Yep. What? Yep. And then they get mad at you. Like, oh, where are you, where are you infecting people? Where are you going now? Yeah. I want to go get tested, test. bro. Because, yeah. <laughs> one, you shut down my job, so I don't have income, so now mm-hmm. I can't get a test. Mm-hmm. And, and you're not paying fucking, what's it called, uh, you know, pandemic checks. Yeah, so stimulus what checks. what am I supposed to do? Yeah, give me some of those, man. Biden, I, I didn't see those. that on hey. his plan. All I heard was he's going to form a team. Well, I didn't no. hear a financial team. I need, the, yeah. I need the monetary value. Slide, bro, this fucking hellhole of a time it's been to apply for a job is because of oh, Corona. God. So I need some compensation. Compensation. Yeah. Eh? Look at me, an entitled 20-year-old. <laughs> I ain't got a family, a mortgage, and nothing to worry about. But I got hey, bills. Man. We're got inheriting bills. the world of our older generations, and they fucked it up. Wow. Us, That's true. That's the real fucking bill we have to pay is the environment. <sighs> the environmental that, bill is fucking long. Oh, are. what were you thinking of? Like patriarchy? Just, uh, well, I guess, yeah, well, the, <laughs> yeah. the government system that we have. Um, yeah. That's what I was kind of. I mean, we're still, it's still the world of our parents and our forefathers because a fucking, yeah, one of the, the third president of the United States is coming in. Like, that guy's old as fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is still, we might as well be in 1776. Yeah. The fuck's up with He's that? got the same white wig, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he would have to buy that, man. He grew that all natural. <laughs> all fucking natural. I did have to say, last time I saw him, though, it looked slick back and it looked cool. But he just looked so old. And even though he was, for most of the questions, he was answering fine, everything was fine. But even now, a little slip up is like, uh, old, uh, right? We're gonna roast him because he just looks like the same like way it. they roasted Trump on everything he said. The media's oh, even yeah. the same shit against Biden. Oh yeah, but probably less of the um, like CNN, MSNBC, like most of the yeah. more popular probably won't. I know Fox News yeah. definitely will, mm-hmm. but we definitely will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not as much as the establishment. Oh, I'm gonna roast his ass. Yeah, I know. What a bitch. What were we talking about? Um, older generations, but I want to mention how fun it was working on a um, a movie that was music based because I've always wanted to do that. Yeah, tell me. I think you mentioned it's, it a little on the last pod, but like we didn't get into it. So what did you yeah, mean by yeah. that? Um, it's it's a nice blend of structure and experimenting. Mm. That's what I liked. I liked being able to flip sides. Um, one was much more subtle and like transitions and you had to know which way you were going to turn the camera but when it came to the music video i was acting like i was drunk i was like bro you're like nuts with the actors and stuff <laughs> you were laying um, on the ground like doing the worm yeah. like, I was like, james how are you doing this it was incredible <laughs> 
Speaking of uh, death, go to James' Instagram where his first picture is him laying on the ground of a bathroom. Yes, sir. It defines Nasty. my career. Dirty. <laughs> uh, oh, God. Your caption said it's like pre-COVID or like this was pre-COVID. I'm just like, it's still filthy, James. Yeah. <laughs> it's still a bathroom. Life was floor. dirtier back then, man. That's yeah, true. And you didn't realize it was dirtier. You just accepted it. Whoa, that's true. We were a part of the dirt, so it was cool. Now Dude, we're like hyper cleanly. <laughs> there's a comment on that Instagram from my friend back home. Oh man, um, that is just fun. it's funny as shit. He goes, "Boy, oh boy, boy filming uh, Ant Man." <laughs> 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 Fucking Paul Rudd is on the other side of the camera. <laughs> that's funny as hell. Yeah, extra zoom. It did have a pretty. I had a good lens. It on was it. a big it, lens aimed at the ground. <laughs> also, wait, yeah. So what the hell were you filming? Were you filming yeah, people's so legs it was, under no, a stall? I was actually filming David Shekel. He was on the other side. His legs. Like, no, I wasn't filming his legs. He was on the floor with me. <laughs> what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, he was dedicated to the craft. Um, yeah, so it was David Shekel on the other side. Um, we were filming a little short where he played a character feeling paranoid after accidentally knocking himself out and waking up in the restroom, having no idea what's going on, but there's sirens, text from his friends saying there's shit going on outside, stay inside, and then the sounds of a very... Uh, scary stomping right outside the door um it's going up on my youtube soon so check it out shout out to david shekel that sounds like a great idea james <laughs> <laughs> happy punch-ins everybody <laughs> where did i just put my phone okay we're gonna call emil back see if that works got it fucking bitch fucking bitch he did say 10 ish but i'm just gonna bother him with another call I know he's not a busy man anymore. He told us he wants. He said he's gonna charge us now for mixing and mastering. <laughs> God damn. Yo, wow. bro, I'm gonna fuck him up verbally. Wow, wow, wow. We're trying Alex again. If it doesn't work, we're just gonna wrap. Unless you had uh, more anything you wanted to talk about. Ah, oh, he said still busy. Oh, but he said I got you. I promise. I don't want to wait for him. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Alex, save us. Yo, he actually needs to answer. I'm supposed to go over there. So, like, I just need to know he's alive. <laughs> at, least. <laughs> at least, bro. Come on, slut. Please leave your message <sighs> for five. Trash. Fuck him. Fuck ETA. Fuck real friends, SMS. Man. Yeah, don't go stream the album. Here Fuck you that. are promoting in there. Look at that. What are they doing? Lollygagging around. Oh man, what a piss. Hold on, let me see if he can come on like right now. No sick of playing these games, I'm about done. About done. That's an underrated Jack Harlow song. Out front. That's a good one. I was listening to Jack Harlow back in 2015. <laughs> oh, James Mr. Hipster on the scene. <laughs> and knew all the hottest rappers of 2015. Wait, I all these rappers when they were trash. Yeah, when they were children. <laughs> 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 oh shit, we got a call back. Hello, is this Alexander Henry? Yeah, hey, what's up? What's Hello. up? You are, you are live on Rabbit Hole Sessions. He can't hear you, James, because my headphones are I'm going to pretend in. like he can, though. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. James hey, can hear up? you, but you can't hear him. But we wanted to say, hey, congratulations on the album release. We were talking about it a bit and just wanted to get your quick reaction. How's the feedback been? How are you feeling about it? Uh, yeah, people really like it. And so that's, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. How do, you, how do you guys like it? <laughs> James is laughing at you. But we love it. <laughs> we love it. You know, I love it. Hold on. Let me put the... Wait, James, do you have... Uh, fuck it. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. No, it's Questions? okay. It doesn't matter. But no, just uh, how are, how do you feel, though? Like, you, it's finally out. Like, are your emotions culminating? Are you overflowing at the seams? 
I know. Same, dude. Same. And it, like then when it, White Runner came out, I had to rely on everybody else being excited to really push me through it because I was just like, well, it's been out for me for about a month. I've had yeah. the Masters for a little bit now. Yeah, now it's just, you know, sending it to the right people and doing the work, you know? That's right. He 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 really loves it, people. I promise. Despite the uh, <laughs> level of enthusiasm, <laughs> he's just right tired because of how much work he had to put into it. Exactly. James says you're tired because of all the work, and he's right. I'm sure. Hey, I'm God sure. rested on the seventh day. <laughs> James is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I tried to call him meal a few times, but he keeps fl- uh, flaking on us, saying, "Oh, I got you in ten. Oh, I got you in five. So we'll see if he makes this recording. <laughs> but we're glad you did. Oh. We're glad. Still on. <laughs> Not me neither. Well, we started late because of somebody. <clears throat> oh, yeah. oh, me, Uh-oh. huh? He's getting an attitude. Me, Uh-oh. sir? No, I we know. Were I, ready my bad, at 3:30. I know. I know. I'm late. We're supposed to meet up, and make music, because like Alex said, he's already focused on the next thing, and so am I. So we've got b- more things coming. We're also previewing the film a little bit, so they got a little sneak peek of that. But oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. All right, I'll hit you after this, man. Uh, I'm sorry right. we're late, but I'll hit you after. We're almost right. done. Peace. Peace. Alexander Henry, ladies and gentlemen, check yeah. him out at Yeah, sure, fine, okay on the gram. <laughs> He's the angelic singer on. Oh my god! When it's funny you mentioned oh, uh, No More because I sent it to some girl and she was like, "The guy who starts singing on No More kind of sounds like Ice JJ Fish." Whoa! Oh, that's a big hit. Oh my god! Oh my god! I died. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to respond. It's just, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, we're leaving it, so. Hey, he's got fans. Some people like, like him. Yeah, exactly, right? It appeals to somebody. But I was like, oh, nah, like, you know, it's supposed to be part of it. He's crooning because the song, all the messaging, is supposed to be, like, really heartbreaking, cracky. She's like, yeah, but the voice was really taking away from the message. All I could hear was the bad crack. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I was just like, Okay. I guess so. But you've already <laughs> said you like no more. There was another person, I, oh, Fook, who did the cover. Shout hey. out to Fook. At yeah, Luke Warm. That's Warm with a, a six instead of an A. So mm-hmm. Luke W6RM. <clears throat> he was saying that he liked the emotional ones too. No more in Red Wine. A lot of people have been liking Red Wine. A lot of people have been liking yeah, Rafters yeah. and Crimea. Mm-hmm. So those are those have been the standouts so far. A couple skip to my lose. And couple. a couple Cynthia's. A couple animes, actually. Mm-hmm. Pretty surprised, dude. I'm not going to lie. Surprised. For the longest, I thought you were saying anime, like the sh- like the genre, like the style. Yeah. Yes. That's what Not- I originally pitched the idea as when we were just there, like fucking around. The beat was on, and I was like, "Yo, this sounds like it could be an anime fight." I'm just like, "Anime, <laughs> anime, anime!" All right, and that's just how it started. And then that's became anime, and it just became a chiquita, because that's because we're simps. Yeah. <laughs> so every idea becomes a anime girl. and simps are kind of in the same Venn diagram. There we go. You know, uh, like, are they? Know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, shout out to the waifus, you know, of course. Waifu. That is a pra- that is a classic simp move, is even mm-hmm. having a waifu is simp as Even fuck. knowing what a waifu is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a very niche portion of people that are probably going to know what we're talking about right now. <laughs> but y'all know. Shout out to y'all. And you yeah. know that we're cool. They're just in Look. their rooms like, yeah. Yeah, woo. Podcast talking about anime. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that one day. We'll have an anime episode. And hey, we we'll can break now. some yeah. shit down. If something cool happens, we can now. <laughs> I couldn't with Emilio. Yeah, <laughs> not really. We'll do it on the TOD show. Shout out to the TOD show also because there is a ETA interview coming out next week. Um, hmm. Like with me, Alexander Henry, and Emil, the producer. James was there. He filmed it. He probably said something at some point. You know how he likes to talk. But I like jumping in. 
<laughs> the TOD show is coming up though, and like there are some a Dreamer episode with Dreamer who's been on this podcast, and I've already mentioned will be on. Oh shit, we're getting an answer from the, the backbone of ETA himself, Mr. Emil. Is this is this Emil the producer? It used to be. What is he now? The artist turn formerly up, known up. as? Oh wait, hold on. I gotta put you on speaker. There oh we go. Oh my god, is this rabbit hole session? Yeah. Hey. Hi. Oh my Emil god. The producer, you're live on rabbit hole session. <laughs> oh my god. What's up, bro? <laughs> Is Tyler on demand from the rabbit hole sessions? The there's no the. There's <laughs> yeah, get no right, the. man. Get that out of here. James is here too. He can he, he can hear you, but I don't think you can hear him because my I headphones hear everything. are in, and we have to do a shitty Zoom pod. But we wanted to at least get you to weigh in because we were talking about the album, just talking about the release, and was reacting to it, and just wanted to see how you're feeling, how the feedback has been, all that shit. James Emilio, how's it going? I know y'all can't hear me, but what's up? Oh, oh we're good. We're know. big chilling. You know, yeah. me and Emilio both here. <laughs> You don't know that. Oh, yeah. We made the announcement earlier, but Emilio is no longer part of the show. But James is here. Yes, sir. Well, hi, Emilio, anyway. And hi, James. Oh, that's so sweet. That's good. (laughs) No, it's it's been fun. I've been sending out some people. People have been telling me some great stuff. It's been a blast. It was a blast making it. Mm. Uh, I'm actually also in a rush because I had to go hop on a different call. Oh, no worries. Miss Busy Man, yo, he's getting yep, phone calls yeah. already. He's already. Look, that's how good SMS is. how the industry works, man. Y'all all stay healthy. <laughs> you too, man. You Thank too, you. Hey, we'll talk yeah. soon, all right? For sure. For sure. Peace, brother. So there we go. There we have it. We got all of ETA to weigh in. I told you he's going Hollywood. I told you. He's going to be the first industry guy of the three of us. I'm calling it. People love those crate digger kind of uh, engineers. And I said crate digger. I just need to make that clear. I don't know what sound, that means. Can you just describe this? Define like that? someone who, like back in the day, it would be someone who would dig through crates of uh, records, like to find the good samples or to find oh, the good nice. music. Okay, like nice. the back of the record store that yeah, nobody knows sense. about. Nowadays, that's just like going on YouTube wormholes and yeah. like, you know, going to videos that have 100 views and shit. That's what the industry is, likes. You just scrolling through YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in terms of knowing what you're doing and having the know-how, you know, like actually being uh, into the, because that's where they get all the fucking old school samples and shit, Mm -hmm. all those loops. Clear your samples, people. I know. Fuck that, though. I'd rather just make them. Shout out to Splice and the free loop libraries out there. (laughs) All right, Jimmy Jams, I have to run, too. Um, So is there anything that you want to close out with for the people? Um... Happy holidays, man. Um, I agree. Enjoy yourself. Take some time to celebrate something. Don't eat any turkey. Yeah. We're not celebrating that. We're celebrating the end of all turkey. That's what's really going on. All right. How have they not been wiped out yet? (laughs) For real. They're such stupid animals. How have they knock on the dodo bird? Maybe if we stop pardoning pardoning one of That's right. What if we're the only things keeping turkey alive because we just breed them to be pardoned and then there's just all these excess? (laughs) Fuck that. Let's yeah. end the turkey industry. That's the first step to shutting down. Listen, vegetarians out there, vegans, everyone that wants, everyone that wants to shut down the meat industry, let's start with turkey. I They're guarantee. With us. We're I with guarantee you. Meat eaters will be on your side. Shut you know? it down. <laughs> shut it down. Stop the count. It's time. You know, fuck them all. Yeah, I agree. Just cut the heads off. Because you're never going to get meat eaters on your side by saying, oh, stop all meat. You're a piece of shit. Start one at a time. It's all about messaging. Go with mm-hmm. turkey, then say duck, then, you know, everything. That Once we don't you start care eliminating about. the outliers, then people will get tired of the ones that they have. Exactly. If it's only cow, nobody's going to want to eat just cow. Whoa, there's no option, no variety. 
Look, we're so right. Get rid of it. Look, we just made vegetarian a vegan game plan for the next 10 years. I hope y'all took <laughs> notes because we aren't. This is going to be lost in the annals of our episode. So y'all better, y'all better take note. <laughs> All right, y'all. This has been another episode of Rabbit Hole Sessions from James from T.O. Dodd. Dodd? Yep. I don't know who Whoa. that is. T.O. Dodd. T.O. Dodd. This is me, Tyler on demand. Check out SMS. Link will be with this. And thank y'all. We'll see you next episode. I Peace. think we did a good job, you and I, James. Hey, thanks. I think Shout we did out Emil, right. Leo, and Alex, and Emil. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get out. Where are we going? We're gone. We're gone. <laughs>